avoid common injuries in your everyday life? What are the best first aid techniques? How do you keep your home, workplace, and family safe? Welcome to Safety is Your First Choice with your host, Todd Murray. Today, he'll discuss best practices to help you steer clear of hazards, prevent injuries, and accidents. Now, here is Todd Murray. Welcome. Welcome back to Safety is Your First Choice. Here we are. Hopefully you made it a nice, safe week and uh, made it here with, uh, with no injuries, no, uh, no surprises, anything of that nature. Um, glad, to, glad to be with you today. So, as you guys know, I usually talk about something that uh, pops up or think about. One of the things I was thinking about this past week has to do with the, uh, uh, the companies uh, that I own. Uh, I have a training company as one of them. And, uh, you know, and I, I was thinking about how I got started with that business. You know, I, as you know, I'm also a firefighter. And so we used to do, we used to do safety inspections. So we'd go through uh, all these, the businesses and things in our district. We would uh, go through and, and look for violations and, and make sure everything's up to code and, and uh, take a look at what kind of safety stuff they had. And, and, and also along with that would be to make us familiar with our district. You know, make us uh, allow us to to see what businesses had, where they kept them, and me being a hazardous materials technician, we'd also we'd get assigned specific buildings and facilities that had hazardous materials in them, right? So then we would go through and make sure that. Uh, the different chemicals are stored where they're supposed to, make sure that they had secondary containment, make sure they had spill control kits. You know, we would just go through and make sure that all these things were in the right spot where they need to be uh, and, and just emphasize the fact that, hey, you know, we want to make sure that you're safe. We don't want to have to respond to your facility in an emergency. So we'd go out and we'd take a look at those things and help them out in that manner. With uh, the economy and everything else, well, that... Uh, you know, we don't do that as much. Our fire departments are spread thin, and we, oh, that's things that we're, we're not able to do. But I saw such a need in that, having somebody that has that background and that knowledge to get out there and help take a look, help our, our, our community, help these businesses figure out what it is they needed to do or to continue to do to keep their employees safe. You know, to help keep the fire department responding for an emergency in their building. You know, I always go into these industries uh, from from classes or inspections that I do, and I see those signs up there, you know, number of days since last injury. You know, and each company, they, they pride themselves on having a big number, having that number can increase, trying to get over a year uh, in that number, you know. And, and these are the th- type of things that help them do that getting going in and taking a look so what i ended up doing is i ended up going out and and soliciting these businesses uh or different cities and saying hey um i'm a professional in this area this is what i do in case of an emergency if you have to call 911 i'm the guy that's going to be showing up so what's better than having that person if you're going to call 911 you know having that person that's going to respond having that person in there to help try to prevent some of those, uh, some of those injuries, some of those spills, uh, reduce the number of uh, emergencies by coming in and doing basically a pre-plan. And in, uh, my regular listeners know that uh, I talk a lot about doing pre-plans, planning for emergencies. Now you know, you know, it's not something that you want to, you know, keep your your whole life or the main focus on an emergency. We we uh, I'm uh, the utmost optimistic person you know that glass is more than half full right but uh it's still you know i'm a realist as well you know you still need to prepare things happen and you know the all the positive thinking in the world uh will not keep us 100 percent safe all the time so you still need to be prepared for those kinds of things so that's kind of how i how i um came up with my company you know and so uh being a business owner and uh, looking to increase uh, business and, and meet new people and, and kind of uh, go out and do some networking and that kind of thing. I, I joined a networking club and uh, I got in touch or was put in touch with a, uh, another company. It's called uh, Go Yellowbird. 
okay and uh you know and i'm like okay well it's a, it's it's it what they do is they utilize safety professionals okay they utilize safety professionals and that's kind of all i knew at the beginning so uh, at that point i'm like all right well okay great there's some competition you know you know so i'm like all right well uh neat <laughs> you know so at that point uh i ended up uh, setting a meeting with them uh and uh, we sat down and got to know them a little bit more okay and after that meeting i was thinking hey they took or they're taking because it's a brand new startup company okay brand new out there so um, they're taking the concept that i came up with uh, my business and i think they're doing it in a little bit better uh, manner or method okay they came up with a technique uh, the platform and some of the connections and taking it on a larger scale okay and i think uh, so after meeting with them i just thought that uh Hey, we need to we need to interview them. We need to bring them in here. There's a lot of businesses out there that may not be able to afford a full time uh, emergency health safety professional on site to be able to take care of everything that they need at their building or fa uh, facility. Go Yellowbird might be that solution that takes care of that for you. You know, so um, what I did what I did was I set up an interview. So today we're going to have uh, Michael Zale and Michelle Tinsley. We're gonna have them uh, here today. I have them here today. We're gonna, we're gonna get to know them. We're gonna find out a little bit more about them. So, let's see. I have, uh, I have uh, Michael Zale here. Mike, welcome to Safety is Your First Choice. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, you're welcome. I'm glad, you know, I tell this little story and everything, and, and you're one of the co-founders, right, of this? I am. Okay, and then the other co-founder is Michelle Tinsley. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I have, I'm lucky to have here the, that competition I thought I had at the, uh, 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 with my beginning story. So, um, Mike, tell me a little bit about yourself, because I was a little bit fascinated. When we had this meeting and we, we did some introductions and stuff, you have, uh, you kind of have a, uh, a history or a past that's it's outside the norm. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. Um, so my uh, my foundations are actually in um, in communications of all things. Okay. Um, it started in the early internet days um, back uh, when the uh, number one thing that people would say is that we thought the internet was a fad and it was going to go away. Um, so it kind of tells you how old I am a little bit. Um, the drivers behind the industries that I've always had passion for were, were um, safety and specifically helping others. So um, did a lot of business over the years, um, migrating kind of from um, focused on fiber optics and we got into satellite communications and I've been in satellite communications for 20 years. Um, and satellite is um, what most people don't realize is that when you're dealing in satellite communications, it's kind of the last ditch resort uh, when you're dealing with emergency scenarios. So we worked very closely, um, and I've worked very, very closely with state and local and federal agencies. So you only do that here in the United States? Oh, well, I've done some over overseas as well. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, some, some defense work, um, okay. um, some that uh, I can and some I can't talk about. Ooh, but um, right. <laughs> <laughs> You get the inside scoop here, guys. No. Yeah, it's a, you know, I actually, uh, frankly, I don't have the visibility into a lot of the equipment and stuff that we'd supply in, on uh -huh. that in that world, when it okay. goes when it goes to uh, sandy places, I, I tend to lose some visibility okay. um, into into right. that side. But um, the driver behind most of my passion um, and businesses have have been um, uh, health and safety and, and people related. Okay. Um, you see a major hurricane come in town. You see a major event occur. Um, the ability to call nine one one, the ability to m make a uh, to contact somebody is very very important. Right. So my background pretty much is environmental health and safety from a communications perspective. Okay. And okay. that's um you know and I've I've had uh, three or four other companies, all of which are in environmental um, products and or services. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know we we look just back to well we can look back to the uh, the fires that we had in California this past year. We mm -hmm. can look back at hurricanes that we we're going through. You know we go back uh, to nine eleven. Right. You know, the biggest issues that we had, it's communications. Absolutely. And being able to communicate. I know that there's a several phone companies out there that are that are advertising uh, opening lines in case of emergencies, allowing fire departments, police departments to have an access to be able to communicate. 
you know, those cell phone lines. When when you get an emergency, everybody wants to find out if their family members or somebody's okay. So they're jumping on those uh, cell phones to, and they're just tying up those that space. So communications in an emergency is extremely important. So our our, uh, our network uh, primarily has been focused on what they what you're call, referring to as FirstNet, which is an okay. AT and T program. Okay. And we're basically building uh, a company called SquireTech, and okay. SquireTech's building uh, cell phone towers on wheels. Oh, really? And that is okay. exactly what we do. Yeah. Oh, nice! And bring them in, uh, put them into place when, them when in place. needed. Exactly. Okay. Hey, exactly. Makes sense. Yep. Now, Michelle. <laughs> we're, we're not leaving you out. No okay. worries. <laughs> <laughs> you have just as amazing uh, background as Michael here. You're, I can't believe that you're as busy as you are. Yeah. Uh, you have so many things going on, so many uh, irons and things of that nature out there. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a bit of a chameleon. Um, okay. I started at Intel for 25 and a half years. I like to say I had three careers there. <laughs> um, one in finance, uh, one in, I fell in love with the Internet of Things business and stayed with that for 14 years. First in finance, then moved over to product and general management. And then my last year at the company, I was in sales. And then okay. in January of 18, I decided to kind of take the leap and start my own consulting business right. and also serve on the board of Quick Trip. Um, Okay. I'm an active angel investor. And then through the process of consulting, I connected with Michael and uh, really have been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug. Okay. Um, so right. where I'm bringing to the equation is kind of a technology mindset, uh, product management, financial acumen, and learning a lot about safety right now. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I know that you've you've saved a life in your, your history. We were talking a little bit earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess safety has always been there in it the background. Has, yeah. You're just now pulling it out, huh? Yeah, I was a swimmer as a kid and um, came up for a breath of air and noticed the kid next to me was face down and uh, didn't look so good. So okay. rolled her over and um, got her out of the pool to where the lifeguards could actually start helping her. And um, yeah, so you just never know. Like you said, be prepared um, right. to always be observant and look out for where you could be helpful. Where are your surroundings? All right. Well, perfect. You know what? Why don't we take a quick break? And when we get back, let's figure out, uh, find out where you came up with uh, Go Yellow Bird and find out a little bit more about that. Sure. Sound good? Sounds great. Thank okay. You. Well, you're listening to Safety is Your First Choice with your host, Todd Murray. Stay tuned after the break. We're going we're gonna to dive into what Go Yellow Bird does for you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy and the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. 
Welcome back to Safety is Your First Choice with your host, Todd Murray. We have here uh, Michael Zal and Michelle Tinsley with uh, Go Yellowbird. As you, they've got some amazing backgrounds. You know, guys, so when we were talking earlier, you told me a little bit about your background. There is some safety stuff in there, but what prompted you? What prompted you guys to, to start up uh, Go Yellowbird, a, a safety company? So... Um I guess I can take the uh, the blame for that, or, or credit, <laughs> or credit, depending upon which day you ask me. Right. Um, essentially, uh, I, w- I was traveling quite a bit, and um, I was. Uh, I like to tell this story because it, it it resonates with a lot of folks, and mm-hmm. and it it truly is our origins. Um, I was being picked up by a uh, a rideshare driver, um, five thirty in the morning, very early, going over to uh, to Phoenix International. And this gentleman who picked um, who picked me up was in this immaculate vehicle. The, the guy was just when he pulled up, and you normally don't notice how clean a car is when you're getting picked up by one of these uh, these drivers. And he gets out of his car with enthusiasm. He offers me a uh, bottle of water and shakes my hand. And um, and this guy was just really sharp, really sharp. Um, older gentleman, maybe in his uh, mid sixties, maybe low sixties. And um, so I'm driving along, and I finally asked him, and it's early, so I hadn't really had my, my second cup of coffee. I said, how did you end up driving for Uber? And he said, well, actually, I'm a, I'm a colonel in the Chilean Air Force. Huh? And I'm, okay. like, I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I said, did I hear you right? And I said, how did you end up driving for, for this rideshare company? And he said to me, he goes, um, well, my, my grandbaby was born up here. My wife was moving up to America, and I was coming with her. And so, because yeah. she was coming whether I came with her or not. Right. And, right. Um, and she, uh, you know, when he came up, um, he was basically on his couch. And he said, I'd been running, you know, I'd been running this massive operation. I was the head of the, the Air Force, and, um, and now I'm on my couch. He said, I just wanted to do something. I want to be part of the community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so from, from my perspective and my, my history and background, you know, I'm entrepreneurial. I own a few different companies and been fortunate to, to uh, have some successes. And I, I said, you know, what could this gentleman be doing that's – and no offense to an Uber driver, but there's so – he has such a vast skill set, so much knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, you know, in our industry, in safety in particular – you know, environmental and safety folks are retiring at an staggering rate. Right. And right. we're getting less and less people who are who are full-time employees and many of them are not prepared to uh, are not prepared to fully retire. Right. right. Um, and exactly. this, and this could be an interesting method. So that was kind of the origins and then I uh, I wrote Michelle in through an introduction. Maybe she can give the little history. There. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Michelle, how do you, so based on that sir, did he tell you the story and you were all in or what? <laughs> how, did, yeah. how did that work? Well, I was a bit hesitant at first because I said I'm by no means an expert in safety. Now, were um, you being a consultant or at that at that time then? Yeah, what? I was okay. I was um, in my consulting business and doing kind of a, a bunch of networking because I was at a crossroads. I could either build back up my consulting business or I had a prior role in an, in a startup um, as CEO and I I really loved that leadership experience of starting something from scratch, cultivating a customer base, securing funding. Um, Every day is different. Every hour is different. And I thought, I love that pace and I want to look for something similar. So in my networking, I was looking for leaders in the ecosystem that knew of roles where there might be a leader position available or needed in a startup. And I was connected with Michael. Um, And I kind of almost didn't take the meeting because I thought, well, I'm not a real expert on safety. Um, But I got coaching of just go, go have the meeting, you know, see, and and we personally hit it off. And and to me, that's one of the biggest things is you have to really enjoy working with the people you work with. You have to trust them 110% because this is going to be a tough road to hoe. Um, And we got to be in it together. We got to be honest with each other, give each other feedback and have each other's back. So um, I said, certainly I can wrap myself around the the mission of safety um, Uh and and, and support that. Um, But really it's, I'm bringing the tech mindset and and some of the structure around how we're going to go about doing that. Well, good, good. It sounds like it was a perfect fit for you two to be able to come in and do that. You know, uh, Michael, when you were talking about uh, people retiring, um, just on the fire service, seeing these guys, you know, I, I was, uh, I was injured. I I tore a calf muscle, Mm -hmm. you know, so I was on days and, and I was helping try to figure out some things around the fire department. We're starting to see a lot of our guys are getting cancers. 
unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I think right now we have about eight guys on our fire department that, that have cancer and they're dealing with those things at this point. Uh, we've had some, some psych issues, mm -hmm. um, uh, also with uh, PD in the Valley and then some suicide things, not necessarily on uh, the fire department I'm on, but uh, throughout the Valley, we've had some suicides and things. Uh, so the concept of a firefighter staying on the job for 30 some years is starting to not look so good. Uh, sleep deprivation or shift work sleep patterns help contribute to that. So we're starting to see guys starting to take a look at wanting to retire sooner, uh, around 20 years. And at 20 years, if you get into this job when you're you know 20 years old, you retire when you're 40, the, you get a lot of knowledge, you get a lot of training on the fire service. Mm-hmm. And then you still, you're able to do something at 40. My kids think you're old and need to be put away <laughs> at 40. But, you know, honestly, we're able to do some things, right? So, um, so with that said, I think, is that where you, the niche that you're trying to, to fix or cover? Or what? tell me a little bit about that. So, so you bring up an interesting point, and, and it is part of what we're trying to cover. Um, but it's not completely what we're trying to cover. And I'll give another sh brief story. Um, my father, who was a very, um, um, you know, uh, seasoned and, and high-level executive, um, was in the banking industry in 2008 when everything kind of shut down. And he was at that point of retiring, but he was really wasn't there yet. Um, and so he aspired to become a consultant because that's what people do. When, you know, everybody says, well, what are you going to do when you retire? I'm going to become a consultant. Um, and that's a very common statement um, that people right. take on. Okay. Um, the reality is, is that most people don't have the skills, knowledge, um, understanding of what it takes, especially if you've been in a corporate environment for 30 years, mm -hmm. or you've been, a, you've been a firefighter, or you've right. been um, somebody who is uh, working in a large structured organization, what it means to actually be a consultant. And so the vision here is take people's expertise, take people's industry expertise, and take their knowledge and basically give them the tools that they need to just basically sign up for GoYellowBird.com and have the businesses in, light, in industries that would complement their skills basically say, I need somebody to do a walkthrough. I need somebody to help me write a plan. Mm -hmm. I need a CPR or first aid training. Right. Um, they just show up, do the job, and get paid. And that's the vision. Um, and oh. we're not so and we're not so narrow to say it's only certain types of roles. Um, right. Could be hazmat could be CPR, as I mentioned, right. you know, and it really, it, it could be something as, as, you know, broad as, um, as, uh, environmental chemical, um, storage and placement on a mine in the middle of, you know, a desert in Arizona. I mean, there right. are very specific okay. needs, right? right? Michelle, now he, he, Mike mentioned a few of the, the things that are on the platform, things that you can offer. Can you go into a little bit more detail on what, what this platform is going to be able to offer? Absolutely. And we're um, now kind of what we call live. Uh, so anybody out there can go look at the website at uh, www.goyellowbird.com. Um, but essentially, it's a two-sided platform. So on one side, we have the companies where the companies would log in, provide information about themselves so that we can kind of create an account and manage the various jobs that they'll be posting. Uh, the second piece there is they then can post a job for whatever they need, whether it be CPR one day, ergonomics the next, hazardous materials and remediation uh, the third day. And at the end of a period, they can go back and look at their dashboard and see what jobs are open, what jobs are filled, which people they were matched with and create a history with some of our professionals. On the other side of the platform, we have our professionals. And so we actually have an intake online. Uh, we then call them and interview them and get them into an onboarding session so that we then have the inventory of professionals to match up with the company. Um, over time, our platform will get more and more automated to where the match is automatic. Um, again, you can request the professionals. There will be features like texting to mm -hmm. both the companies and the pros to let them know that your job's been committed and you're now starting on this date and um, you know handhold people through the process. Um, what I love is that we're engaging this new mentality of a flexible workforce. Um, okay. What we're seeing more and more with the workforce, whether it be retirees, folks exiting the military, graduating from a school program, uh, just not sure what they want to do. There's this ability to pick up flexible work where they're trained and certified, mm -hmm. um, but do so at a wage that's a livable wage right. instead of it being something that's minimum wage. Good. Know? Well, when I, when I started off uh, right out of college, I used to do mortgages, and I would see how uh, a variety of people made their income. 
uh, one of the ways that stood out to me was military guys that went in when they were young, then retired from the military, then had another career. I since then read uh, a few articles with science and everything else. It's allowing us to live longer. We're anticipating, or this the experts, I guess, quote unquote, are saying that we're going to live a lot longer. So we're going to have more like two to three different careers in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it just leads right into that. So with with healthcare, with what you're doing, how big of a deal is this? How what, how big is this industry? I mean, is it, it is it common or what? It's it's funny because um, you know I, m- my job, my primary role right now is is creating awareness and raising money. I mean, that's it's, that's really the primary thing I'm doing mm-hmm. as I go out. And the number one question that's asked is, you know, well, we really love what you're doing, but how big is the market? Um, uh, it depends on how you carve the market out, but at a small level, we're talking $20 billion. At a large level, it could be $200 billion. Wow. Because you're getting into, if you think of OSHA regulations, if you have 10 employees or if you are dealing in public services, Mm-hmm. You have to abide by OSHA regs, which right. is, you know, slip, trip, and fall. Um, do you have the proper CPR training? Do you have the proper first aid training? Do you have the manuals and guidelines? And if you get that dreaded letter, um, right. who do you call? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just purely on the OSHA regulation side. In the environmental side, it's a massive yeah. Um, EPA, in, and, yeah, EPA right. and, and dealing in all that stuff. And as they say, in the, um, and I had an interview with a gentleman that was uh, quite eye-opening, Many small businesses are one, and you hate to say this, but they're one casualty away from absolute bankruptcy right. and devastation. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, you lose a life. It's a horrible thing. But if you lose a life under your watch, there's a lot of ramifications to that. And, and small businesses are not there. You know, they, they are not uh, in some kind of a vault where they're not exposed to that. So this would be a good option. You know, I was kind of thinking that for large industries or large corporations, but but this might be an option for a small company to be able to take care of some of these safety needs uh, without Absolutely. taking on, you know, a whole salary or something of that nature. Absolutely. Not many organizations, especially if they're 50 people or, or smaller, can afford to have a $100,000 safety director responsible. Right. And that's really the problem we're trying to solve is raise the bar on safety in, right. for the small and medium businesses beyond compliance. Mm-hmm. Let's get them focused on doing the right thing for their employees right. and creating a safe workplace so they can do their best work. So. Just to, uh, kind of, Michelle, to go back to what you had talked about before on, on the platform. So now let's say I go through and, and sign up as a professional. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, does that commit me then to, I, I stuck with this company for two months until the, their project or whatever. So I'm just at their beck and call for two months and... Um, No, the way it's structured is it's up to the pro to identify what types of roles they would like to get. It could be as little as a half day delivering a training. It could be a multi-day assignment. It could be a multi-week. We had an example from one company that gives sabbaticals. If you did a sabbatical coverage, it might be a two-month assignment. Oh, Um, We said, how great would it be if we took Arizona pros in July when it's blazing hot and sent them to Alaska where there's a burst need during the summer to get some things done? Um, I personally would love to vacation in Alaska in July (laughs) and do some hunting and fishing in my free time. Um, So you look at that and say there's, again, some really amazing benefits that can come with this more flexible notion around the workforce. And so we leave that up to the professional to define, and that's part of our criteria is we do the match to make sure that if a company wants somebody for two months straight, but uh, John Smith only wants to do half-day assignments, we're not going to match them with John Smith. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let me see. What's the name of the site again? What's the, what, how do I get there again? <laughs> it's www.goyellowbird.com. Okay, so I can possibly do Snowbird in Oregon, mm-hmm. and then back here in the wet. All right, yeah, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Actually, it's funny you should say that because there are quite a few. Um, you know, we I've I've seen Uber and Lyft drivers that literally pull their car behind their RV. And they drive for Uber and Lyft in the cities that they're in. Oh. There's no reason you can't do that okay. at a higher wage, higher professional level. And that's the beauty of what we're trying, that w- what we're accomplishing here. That sounds awesome. You know what? Let's talk a little bit more about this. I've got a few more questions I want to get to. Why don't we take a quick break? And then after the break, we'll come back and uh, we'll delve into some of, some more of these details. Sounds right. great. great. You're listening to Safety is Your First Choice. We have Michael uh, Zale uh, and we have Michelle Tinsley with uh, Go Yellowbird. We'll be right back after the break. Stay with us.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite hosts it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time the joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency at cpr baby safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal they offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper cpr on your baby in the event of an emergency wrap your bundle of joy and the comfort of knowing knowing that cpr baby is there for you in case of an emergency visit cprbaby.com today the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back to Safety is Your First Choice. We're here with the co-founders of Go Yellow Bird, uh, Michelle Tinsley and Michael Zal. All right. We've, uh, we've been talking about the platform and we're trying to get this uh, all figured out and stuff. And so far, it looks like I'm going to be living in, uh, up north in the uh, summer times and uh, being down in uh, Arizona in the winter. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> with that said, you know, I can see those benefits for, uh, you know, somebody like myself you know, the, the quote-unquote professional in that area. Uh, what kind of benefits are we looking for for the business? Why would, why would a business, you know, we've mentioned small businesses, but why would, why would a business want to do something like this, use your company? So there's, there are many reasons. I mean, the primary, the primary objective of, as, as we've found, and as I, I, I really truly pray is true, um, for all businesses is to make sure that their people are safe first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And that they're doing the right things, and they're doing the right things for their people, for their stakeholders, and obviously for the community. But there's a there's a line there of what they can afford to do, and gener- right. and generalists, which is, you know, what people hire to cover total safety programs, can only do so much. Right, um, right. And no matter how good you are, there are times that you go to a general practitioner for your medical needs, and there's times that you need to go to a cardiologist, right? right. Uh-huh. Um, and so from a business perspective, there's a few different drivers, but the primary driver, obviously, is workman's comp and your insurance drivers. You know, right. if, you, if you know that you have a problem and, you, and you're trying to address it, um, how do we bring in an expert that can help us? That's right. first. Okay. The second is obviously, do we have the right people in the right locations to do the job? Um, and in my world, you know, if I have somebody, let's just take a large national tire store, and they have thousands of locations, do they have the right person that is in that location? Or are they sending out their, one of their five safety people all over the country all day long? Right. So uh-huh. that, there's, a, there's a fiscal benefit there. Right. Okay. And then the final being the expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things that if you're, you know, they call them has whoppers, which uh, hazmat specialists. Right. That a hazmat specialist is going to be trained to do. You're in a good, yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm well, like, you I are am one. A tech, yeah. <laughs> you are. I <laughs> yeah, and I, mean, I teach in the yeah, yeah, as well, right? Yeah. yeah so. But a general, um, you know, a safety certified professional may not be a, a hazardous mm-hmm. material specialist. Right. And so as good as they are, they need to bring in somebody. So the question mm-hmm. is, is, do you go the traditional route of a uh, consulting firm, a staffing agency with temp staffing, or a full-time agency that has some temporary people? Those are all very high expense associated, and honestly, they're not necessarily industry-focused. Okay. So those are the three drivers behind okay. the business side. So, so what specifically then separates you then from those temp agencies? I mean, I, I, this isn't 
a temp agency then, mm -hmm. per se, is it, Michelle? It, it's basically um, a platform or a marketplace where we're marrying up the needs of the company with what the professionals are willing to do. Um, so we look at it as a much more granular level uh, okay. than, a, than a temp agency who, again, is going to want to place you for three to six months. Okay, uh, This right. could, again, be the half day, one day, two day type of assignment. So a temp agency, they're looking to give you a, a, a job for a long period of time with one particular company. So uh, on your platform, I could do a day with one company and another day at another? Exactly. And that's okay. why we lo love it from the professional's point of view. If you're, say, fresh out of college with a master's degree in environmental protection and you want to come to the Valley from, say, another part of the United States, you don't have a big network here yet. And so right. you could sign up on our platform, get exposure to 5, 10, 20 companies as you keep working on the platform and realize where do I want to land? Where do right. I want to be full time? Okay. And start building those relationships and contacts. Um, the second thing is the companies also get to try on for size as well. And they may learn that they love a particular professional and they can recommend or ask for them by name. Okay. Um, so we're, we're never going to prohibit, you know, if there's a long-term permanent fit and a company and a pro want to get together, go for it. Um, okay. This is not our place to stand in the way. Again, what we're advocating is flexibility. Okay. Um, but the reality is a lot of these companies do want just the bite-sized bite chunks. They don't want to hire somebody as a small business full-time. Um, they, they would rather pay as they go and, right. and put in place the safety steps as they need them. Okay. I think the other intangible benefit we've heard is, uh, for instance, um, having an external expert come in and do some training at a company provides an outside-in kind of point of view, mm -hmm. fresh perspectives, new examples. Uh, whereas typically, again, at a small business, if you're the only safety person, you've been delivering the same darn training to the same employees for three right, years. Right. They're not listening anymore. Right. So this is, again, a way to, to change that up and get them to listen. You mean that that, that old video that's still on a cassette that uh, <laughs> you see your safety people put in? That's that's not good anymore? Okay. Yeah. All right. I got you. So w with that said, you brought up the, the deal. You get out of college. You got this degree. You're, you're, you're eager to go. You want to you know, deliver the information you learn. You spent four, six years, whatever the case may be, to to learn this information. You want to deliver it the best way. Let's say you land that perfect uh, placement. How does it go about? What if they offer that person a job? I mean, because mm -hmm. they're going with Go Yellowbird now. It's they have to. You have to go through Go Yellowbird to get hired at no. that. Bit. How does how does that work? What what? What no, not at all. Like? Um, in okay. fact, that's one of, and that was one of the discussions that we had. Um, the try before you buy philosophy. Um, uh -huh. What if a company is using us as a methodology to try out different people before they uh, in, engage them in a full time employment? Um, should we charge the egregious rates that a placement firm does? You know, they uh -huh. tie you in. Right. Um, if you're placed with a temporary agency, if they want to hire you full time, you're going to get a very, very stiff uh, uh, bill at the end. Okay. As part of the way the, ga the game works, and okay. we help right. find that person for you therefore we get a fee right and and there's nothing wrong with that but that's just the old model right um, we need to be okay with there's going to be a percentage of our of our people who are going to be basically and they're not poached because the reality is that we are a me we are a mechanism mm -hmm. we are helping people get exposure and right. if we do our job well some of those people are going to use that exposure to get employment full-time right. employment if that's what they're seeking most of our professionals, we don't see them seeking full-time employment. We see them um, okay. maybe being a little stale in their current job. They've been doing the same job for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Say, look, I'd like to help some smaller businesses. I'd like to get some exposure to what other people are doing. I'd like to just know that I actually have val uh, value outside of my full-time employment. And we're a methodology for them to do that. They may be an expert in mining and decide they want to help out construction. This is a way they can okay. try that on and right. see, hmm, my skills are transportable or no, actually, construction is not for me. Okay. Um, but that's a way they can make a personal decision by doing the experiences on our platform. Okay. Well, that sounds good. You know, uh, me being a firefighter, and, mm -hmm. and uh, we've talked about that multiple times, and it has my tech and that kind of thing. Um, what other kind of professional are, are I mean, it, is it just like firefighters that you guys offer this platform to, or what type of professionals are out there? Uh, there's quite a few. So in the industrial hygiene, environmental kind of protection workers, there's a lot of certifications, um, folks that work for our, um, utilities, folks that work for um, power companies. Uh, those would all be um, potentials. There's also bigger companies. Uh, we're starting in Arizona, so in the Valley, there's companies like a Honeywell and Intel, a General Dynamics, where they will have full-time EHS employees, again, those folks 
folks may want to moonlight. And then we look at it and say there's the transitory workers, the folks leaving the military where they got certifications and were serving in a safety role in the military, and now they want to go into civilian type of roles. And so this is, again, a way they can try that on. Or a student leaving, you know, with a degree, uh, retiree leaving a job and deciding they want to go 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week or, or you know, on demand um, versus being locked into something that's permanent. So those are all the types of camps of professionals that we see could be on the platform. Okay. So the uh, you had mentioned uh, certain certifications that you get when you're, you know, military, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have to have a certification in something to be able to join your platform? You need to have at a minimum the experiences um, because, yes, our customers on the company side are going to want somebody trained and ready to go that is ready to, say, do the instruction or do the audit. Um, but we do realize that a lot of t cases experience is far more valuable than the actual certification paper. Okay. Um, and so if you have commensurate experience uh, that meets the requirements, we are fine with that. So, okay. again, we will do a, a first intake online on our platform, but then we also follow that up with a person-to-person phone call interview um, so we can understand okay. that individual better and yeah. where they might be best suited on a match. Okay. Yeah, we've seen where resumes have been faked. Mm -hmm. People make a fake Times photo front, front page <laughs> on a Time magazine or something of that nature. So I, I'm assuming you do some kind of a background and look into these people to make sure – uh, or or what's do. the level of education or level of training? Are we are we talking about just some basic stuff that everybody has and then they can jump on the platform or what are we expecting? Um, it varies, um, but the, the we are doing we have a four step process basically to coming on the pro, on the uh, platform. Okay. Um, one of the steps, obviously, the basic step is fill out the information and fill it out accurately, and then we do have that phone call, that phone interview being the second step, and in that. Our people will go through and talk to you about that. Get copies of your certificates. Get copies okay. of your, right. you know, all of your 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 legal documentation that you've claimed. Okay. Um, the third being, we do an onboarding session where we bring a group of people together, and um, we are building a community here. Okay. And so the the goal here is that you know the yellow birder community are going to work together. Right. Um, and then obviously um, the the final and the most important is that feedback loop. Um, we're going to find out. And it's, it's nature of, of volume. You're going to find out quickly if you have a bad apple. We're going to do everything we can in our power not to have one. But let's be realistic. Um, there's not a single group that does any volume that doesn't eventually have somebody that has, has a challenge. Um, our goal is to make sure that we stay on top, top of that. And it starts with that background check. And it does start with um, making sure that we have honesty. Um, in Because our, we are a human capital company. Right. I mean, right. we are a company that is – we are being a facilitator of great people. You know, right. We need to make sure that our product being the great people are truly great. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I like that. I like that. Now, we talked about me being able to go to another state and come back here. Where is this platform now? Is that <laughs> is it set up that way where we I could go to a different state or can I request a state and you guys find a kind of find a job for me in that state. How does that work? Well, we're very early days. Uh, we literally formed the company in September and the platform went live uh, for folks to see and, and put in applications two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, so essentially, we are we <laughs> yeah. are live in Arizona right okay. now. Uh, right. We have had a few professionals come through from neighboring states okay. uh, where, again, we're willing to take them on the platform for now um, and match them to jobs in Arizona where we will make sure that the travel is paid for. The professional would not have to pay for that. Um, but we want them available. We want them um, on the platform and gaining experiences. Over time, we do envision migrating across the United States. And we've got kind of our top 10 list of places that we'll go okay. um, and, and basically continue to build out the communities there. Um, from there, then we, we look to, you know, will we serve the underserved areas? Well, we, you know, it, with this flexibility model and, again, just a little bit extra with travel added in, we could reach areas that are typically underserved because there's oh, not right. a large urban population, say Four Corners area right. of, of um, northern Arizona, um, right. Utah, Colorado, et cetera. There's a lot of industry mining. Um, and construction work going on there, but yet probably not the biggest safety professional camp. So we can reach mm -hmm. those areas and, again, help augment the workload uh, with our Arizona-based uh, right. solution. Yeah, well, doing the stuff that I've done for 15 years, uh, I've definitely seen that. Mm -hmm. You know, in some of those other outlying areas, why should those employees uh, have lesser uh, care or safety knowledge 
than someplace else. So definitely. You know, I'm taking a look here, and it, it, it's it's come to me. Like, where did you guys come up with the word, uh, the name Yellowbird? Where, where's that? Where, how did you come? Think of safety and everything else. How did Go Yellowbird come? You know, it's a. Uh, I'm glad you asked it because um, it's kind of an interesting name. It's one of those things that's memorable, um, but doesn't necessarily mean safety. Um, originally, back in the early origin days, uh, way back a year ago, um, <laughs> uh, we were called Zip EHS, which was a fast environmental health and safety company. Okay. Um, but the reality is, is that this. Um, and we are very much focused on environmental health and safety. Um, and so we, we wanted to make sure that we met the values and the, and the feeling and the emotion of what Yellowbird is all about. Soaring, freedom, um, the ability to, um, you know, basically create your own, your own uh, destination. Okay. Um, but as part of that, yellow being safety is a big right. safety color. There you go. Um, and then obviously as, you, as we evolve um, as a company – and let's just say that there's somebody that we find that there's a major need in um, project management, as an example, which is not necessarily a core safety role. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to offer that as a professional services company. Okay. So, um, so that's where Yellowbird came from. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Well, that makes sense now. Yep. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes <laughs> and it's good got sense. a really cool logo, which yeah. is really what it's all. Which is what it's all about. I mean, at the end of the I day, I will remember it. You're right about that. <laughs> you, you are exactly right about that. You know, you be. You said September is right. Here you are. You went live a couple of weeks ago. What kind of challenges are you seeing with, uh, you know, growing a company that quick or starting off a company that quick? Yeah, I think the to-do list is never ending. Um, It's the how do you unplug at some point in the evening and get some sleep? Um, (laughs) Because we're not robots. We're human beings. Um, But it's being patient with ourselves, uh, working through, you know, getting those initial risk-taking customers and pros signed up and going um, so that we get more use cases and more stories to tell around how we're affected both the safety in the workplace, but also the lives of the professionals that are on on the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from a challenges standpoint, I think obviously being a startup, it's always interesting. You're living day by day, looking at the cash balance and making sure we're all, <laughs> yes. all right from that standpoint. Right, so investors right. are always uh, welcome. Um, but with that, you know, we look at it and just say it's a it's a solution where we can always be innovating and adding new things. So I look at the challenges are really opportunities. Right. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, very good. So with, you know, I talked about how uh, I've seen, you know, with the fire service and firefighters thinking, you know what, I don't want to be around 30 some years just because of injuries. We've had guys, and I've talked about it on previous shows where guys, the healthiest guys, the guys in perfect shape or whatever else came and pulled some equipment off the truck and tweaked his back and then ended up having back surgery. And now he's, you know, and he was trying to get to 30, but now there's no way he can get that far. So with that said, I see the fire department changing kind of in the next few years. Where do you see the industry, the workplace? Where do you see it shifting in, in the next five years or so? So, you know, and I, I talk about this quite a bit. You know, again, I am constantly talking to our board members and our um, – right now we are going through a process of um, – a feedback loop. It's very important as a small company, as a young company, to get a feedback loop. And so I'm, I'm constantly talking about this exact subject of where's the industry going and, and where, where is industry, general industry going. And I, I don't see this trend of, as they call it, the gig economy, where people are signing mm-hmm. up to do gigs and signing up to um, have impact in areas outside of their core, um, mm-hmm. their usual day-to-day. You know, there is no more 30-year um, right. Um, right. path, trajectory. Mm-hmm. That the, Those days are, um, frankly, those days have been gone for quite a while. I mean, with the exception, of course, the, fire, the firefighters and, uh, and um, other um, you know, servicemen. But that's, rare, that's more rare. Right. Um, so I see this industry... And frankly, most specialty industries going towards vertical um, specialty and having the flexibility to have more and more entrepreneurs create their own destinies and not have to give up the income that they so desperately need in right. today's society. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you can you can see that in, you know uh, the different aspects of society. Really, that's uh, that's out there today on how people are choosing what they want to do, where they want to go. Uh, it's more of a, well, 
uh, demand, I guess you mm-hmm. would say. Um, hey, I want to be comfortable, and, <laughs> and I, right. li- I like what I like, mm-hmm. and this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't like it here, I'm leaving. I'm going to go someplace else. Right? And there, there is a fair, no, there's a, there's a decent amount right now that we're seeing out there. In fact, it's, it's been interesting because you know Michelle and I and uh, we have a, a another, uh, another partner in this. His name's Chad, and and Chad has been out there talking to a whole bunch of folks, and he's been um, trying to get feedback. And we call them pros and co's, right? Professionals and corporations, right? So we right. talk to our okay. pros and co's, right? And so he's been, he's been interviewing a lot of construction and and other organizations, and inevitably there comes a point that. Halfway through the co, we'll say, "Can I sign up to be a pro also?" Okay, and it's it's interesting because we're finding that almost every single time, right. where they say, "This is great for my company. I could use this. There's so much opportunity here for right. us to, you know, save money and make an impact." But I also would love to be able to get some visibility into what other people are doing. Right. I mean, you get in these these boxes in these companies. And you don't get visibility outside of maybe association meetings or maybe calling on peers every now and then. Right. So that's one of the things that, that I love about what we're doing is it gives you exposure outside of the uh, your normal day-to-day operations. Well, that's awesome. You know, it, this interview, we uh, we got all carried away. We, <laughs> we went past one of our uh, one of our commercial breaks, but we were you were bringing such great information and stuff. I you know I didn't want to stop the stop the conversation. Um, we are getting towards the end of the show. We want to thank you. Thank you both for, thank you. for joining. Thank you. Learned a lot. You know, it's, it's this is in you know with safety, uh, recession. People still need to have safety. Mm-hmm. You know, and the economy's down. People need safety. They're still looking. This might be the way uh, to be able to give the best, highest level of safety professional at an economical price. Yes, to be able to do it. So, and that's actually one of our company values is lifelong learning because we see this as a way to continue to invest in the pros and, and bring better safety to the workplace. Very nice. Well, Michelle Tinsley, Michael Powell. <laughs> he helped me. His last name is Michael Zal, and he says Zal Powell to be able to help me remember it. So, Michael Zal, thank you. I thank appreciate you. both coming down. Uh, you've been listening to Safety is Your First Choice. Uh, be, be sure to tune in. We're going to be able to put these podcasts up. We're going to put them up on uh, Safety is Your First Choice on Facebook. I know Go Yellowbird has a Facebook page. Yes, sir. Uh, you can reach them at www.goyellowbird.com. Mm-hmm. So you can see them there. I know they're on LinkedIn and some other, uh, other social uh, media uh, outlets. So, Listen to the uh, the podcast again. Join their site. Go to their uh, go to their webpage and 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 join on the portal. You know you might find something that you really like. Again, thank you for listening to Safety Is Your First Choice with your host Todd Murray. Make it a wonderful week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week for Safety is Your First Choice. Be sure to join host Todd Murray again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, be safe.